Hey, everybody, it's John. And thanks to everybody who helps us out every week by going to patreon.com slash steal this beer and throwing a couple of bucks away so that we can mail beers to our guests and have some fun conversations resulting from that. So uh, if you're not already, go check it out. It's patreon.com slash steal this beer. Uh, as Cass says, a little bit goes a long way and we appreciate the support. Now, here come the sirens. Steal This Beer, a candid weekly discussion about beer, over beer, by a couple of guys that think about beer way too much. All right, hey y'all, it's five o'clock on Monday and we are stealing beer. I'm Augie Carton. Hey, I'm John Hall. Hey, John Hall. How you doing? I'm good. I've been helping people push the beaver market up. Um, Getting that shit done. Last week with uh, with Aaron Gore for everybody uh, listening uh, mere minutes ago for the two of us. Seconds, even we were were really quick on the turnaround today. We were. Um, Hang on. I'm looking for. I'm sitting at my my desk, uh, my my basement office, my my sanctuary, my uh, uh, the newsroom for all about beer uh, is in and, chaos. And, as and to be and to be fair, the uh, supply closet, the uh, the North Jersey headquarters of uh, of steal this distribution the distribution arm of steal this yeah beer merch. Uh, yeah. Speaking of that, <laughs> we have we have shirts and we have. Uh, uh, I think it's mostly shirts and we have some glasses. We sell black glasses, you know, at, uh, at the merch section of steal this beer.com. Hey, hey, John Hall. Hey, what? Um, do you know, we once, I found my a, bottle opener though. Yeah. Do you know, we once made a t-shirt with a record on it. I, I do. I think that was for our sixth anniversary. So I was going to the brewery to wash kegs. Uh-huh. So I went into my black t-shirt pile as you do um, and grabbed a black t-shirt and threw it on. And I, you know me, I'm, I don't much care. So I was happy to do it. But when I got to work and looked down at the record on the front of my black t-shirt du jour, it said, steal the spear podcast, long running podcast. And I was like, well, fuck, I guess John gave me a t-shirt we made at some point. I forgot I owned it. It's a really yeah. cool t-shirt. There's a lot of hidden things on there. There's a lot of little fun, fun little it's, things. And then no, knowing that I'm not a good reader, I'll remind you, I was reading basically upside down and backwards. So I just saw a long running podcast. So I was and then the pandemic that. happened and we didn't do a sixth anniversary shirt or oh, seventh. But wait, was that shirt our fifth anniversary? Was that no, our fifth anniversary that? is the four squares that represent right. each of us so it's like a fixie a mustache something orange and a bow tie oh, I, I guess i'm glad Cass likes orange so much that's um <laughs> that wasn't during your mustache phase that would have been the, I, uh, the I, remember my mustache yeah. phase that was a good I do. year <laughs> the mustache year that was it's hard a good to year. hard to get that out of your head <sighs> hey the reason i think that we are just meandering and bullshitting is that we don't actually have a guest, <laughs> have a guest. or beers on <laughs> 
this well, particular fair, show. I just so, I, we so have we beers. Are, I mean, we're drinking beers, but yeah, we are recording this on the day Carton released SS Adaptation, which is a double boat with Nelson that delighted okay. me. So I did one of Carton's my your brewery. Yeah, I did one of my release videos and drank the whole pint in the five minutes I made the video. So Atta I was boy. nice and warm. Then I rushed home to jump on with you guys drank a very nice German Pilsner and then followed it up with a 1999 IPA. And so I'm, I'm feeling great for a Wednesday at three. I'm feeling like you should. I'm feeling like tonight has a lot of, a lot of potential. Um, anyway, so the reason hey, we, yeah. the reason we threw in a, let's just John and Augie bullshit about something is because some fucking weed store bought shock top. Um, boy, that is flesh out for me. Do you want to flesh out for me why I care about this? Um, because um, I really I don't know. can't be bothered to care about it. I don't I know why you care about, about it. it. I don't know why you care why about do, it, but but, but Tilray, which is a uh, uh, a marijuana company, uh, they they specialize in the devil's lettuce. They are uh, they've been getting into the beer industry over the last couple of years, and it's been interesting to see their foray. And I think that it is laying the groundwork from from folks that i've spoken to uh it's sort of laying the groundwork for larger legalization um uh of jazz cabbage of trying to find ways of blurring the lines a little bit more um but also having access to distribution markets um should it get to that point so um there, there there's oh, a lot you. of reasons there's a lot of reasons that uh uh marijuana companies want to be involved with beer um and there's also synergies right that exist from a from a business standpoint as well so we'll take a pause there before we, before we go to synergies so they brought so if a i, I know ab imbev owns 700 brands but if they own quite a few not that many but, but if yeah. 25 of them are what we what they try to convince america is craft you are just um, terrible with numbers, but yeah, they get they gave up eight, oh, say fifteen. Like they still hold, like they held on to what's her name? Ones West with Coast ones with some brewery. value. On ones with some Island. value. Yeah, so they basically only sold their failing brands, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, and yes. the next part of what I heard you say, or that maybe brings... not, maybe not fit, maybe not failing, but certainly what was largely viewed as second or third tier. Okay. Yeah. Um, my next question. Yes. About what you just said is in, at least in this state, AB is for all intents and purposes, a tied house in a state with a franchise law. So there's four or five distributors around the state that handle every single thing AB owns and, you must be with them. And if Tilray bought those brands, they are still locked into those relationships for those brands. So when you say this is a play to have distribu distributors, even though on paperwork, at least in my state, they're going to say AB doesn't own this distributor. AB owns that distributor. Sure. Um, so yeah aren't they kind of agreeing in a lot of the states if not all to have a b distribute whatever they're planning to distribute i think for now okay but 
things can always change. All right. Then let's go back to you got ahead of my knowledge on this. Tilray already owned some breweries, right? Sweetwater. Stuff we knew. So Sweetwater. Down in Atlanta. And that and was that sort it? of the, only Sweetwater? Uh I think there's another one, but I'm blanking at the moment. Um, okay. but Sweetwater sort of made sense when they when they came on. Sweetwater was one of those, I mean, it's obviously uh an older brand, uh, but they leaned very heavily into the weed space early on. I mean, 420 Pale was was their flagship. Um right. Uh, that actually they, showed up on the show at some point, right? Yeah. I mean, it's I been think around. I remember for a long drinking time. one of those on the show. And they were always very overt about uh the relationship between beer and weed and so when tilbury came in and and, and bought them a couple of years ago it's like okay that makes sense like it's you're going to dip your toe into the beer space you might as well get the weed brewery um uh you know on this one um but so what yeah. eight did they just pick up they picked up shop cop which is comical shop. to me i don't know why anybody would ever want that brand for i i've seen other than i've like, seen a I've yeah. got a sweet line of bowling jerseys I need to promote. Uh, they um, also had some like like newer model uh, VW Beetles that they outfitted with a like a, a mohawk and painted orange right. uh, in the Shock Top. Uh, you know, but Shock Top was uh, like the story of AB just can't do craft because where Miller Miller Coors did fantastic with Blue Moon. Yeah, and it was Lining the poor man's Beatles, Blue Moon. But it was where where Miller Coors convinced everybody that line and kugels and blue moon were really craft and were somehow countable in my space shock top failed at that in every way the yeah. whole time so you know shock just... top was uh was you know ab's gary Busey to molson cores <laughs> nick nolte yeah wow. it's uh wow. you like that well um, somebody wait uh justin time note that because <laughs> That's the soundbite for Steal This Beer. All of Steal This Beer has just culminated in that analogy. Somebody has, uh, I, I've seen it posted a bunch of times though, but that the the, the sale uh, accomplished what um, uh, distributors have never been able to, to do, Somebody which is sell shot yeah, top. Shock top yeah. Your, your boy um, Lou shared whoever. Wrote yeah, that for whoever joke, the originator of that was, it was pretty great. But, but Lou shared it with an audible, like if you know Lou, that Lou laugh. Yeah, like when ah, I read yeah. when I read Lou sharing that, I heard that laugh in my head. So I was like, oh, that made that made that happen. The other brands that were picked up uh, were Square Mile Cider, which I was not aware of. Something Never called Highball, uh, which is like Never an energy uh, drink, which I think is also a seltzer. Uh, Red Hook, which them I've heard it, of. Sure, formidable beer for me with their ESB, but has has long just sort of been. I don't um, even think I knew they'd sold out. Aimless. Oh yeah. Well, so they were part of that craft brew alliance oh, that was born right, years ago. Right. right. Kona's uh, the, in that. Yep, Kona's right. in that uh, as well, and so is Widmer Brothers, which was also picked up. Uh, in this deal as well. And that's kind of heartbreaking. Um, you know, Widmer is one of those brands that brought Hefeweizen into the wait, do you uh, wait, 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 pause a second. You 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 think it's heartbreaking that they've moved away from A B? Like in my mind. No, no, no. I let me rephrase. You know what I mean? Like, like if they'd already sold out to A B, I see this as a positive move for any brand that wants to not be fucking the worst part of beer. Right. So the the thing about Widmer is that it has so lost its way over the last 15, 20 years um, that I hope 
Tilray can do something with it, but it's just heartbreaking to see what that brand has become and the important powerhouse that it was. It's not dissimilar to not on the quality side of things, but sort of being forgotten in the way that anchor was forgotten, I think by a lot of drinkers gotcha. um, right, for the role enough. that it, that it, that it played. Um, and, but I mean, Woodmer brothers has been, they have that great facility in Portland, Oregon, but they have been making Kona beer there for a very, very long time. And right, Kona is story, not involved in this story you've told on the show that you, you love to tell about how you went somewhere where the Widmer guy was there and they tried to make you drink Kona. Yeah, that was it was the right. Widmer Brothers 30th anniversary party. And it was mm -hmm. celebrating mm -hmm. 30 years of Widmer Brothers. And it was during the Craft Brewers Conference in Denver a couple of years ago, like 10 years ago. And I walk in and Kurt and Rob Widmer, the 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 Widmer Brothers, the founders were there. Um, and uh, the president of the of the brewing company at that time that had all these others, Andy Thomas, uh, kept trying to put Kona like longboard in front of me. And I was like, no, I really want a Widmer Brother Hefeweizen. Like, I'm here yeah. for the fucking Widmer Brother party. Uh, like, uh, like, and it turned out that they didn't ship any Widmer Brother beer to the Widmer Brother yeah. anniversary party, but they were trying to get all the media to to drink longboard. So I left with uh, two other writers, and we went to a hotel bar and drank gin all night. Um, so this is my hope with the Tilray thing, knowing nothing about Tilray. They may be the AB of the weed space. I don't know, but sure. my hope is when you see those Widmere brothers in the future, assuming they're still alive, they're they, they are, but they've been event. out for, for a couple of years. They've been gone okay. for, uh, right. for years, but there's, you know, maybe that maybe they'll come back. Um, also involved in this is blue point, uh, long Island zone. Um, and then Breckenridge brewery, uh, which is in Colorado and they sold, got, I don't know, maybe eight, eight years or so ago. And then 10 barrel, which was the surprising one for me, um, that 10 barrel was sort of lumped into all of this because I think they make some, some, some really good beer there. They have some really great brewers. Um, uh, they've, they've been on the forefront of innovation. Um, but that to me is sort of the most valuable of, the brewery brands that that was shed in this in this well, particular I, the year. at least I've from heard, like a like where i sit as a a, a consumer and follower of the industry but the, num the number i've heard assigned to this is 85 bucks 85 million yeah and like you i like that you I, refer I, to I, millions as bucks yeah. the rest of us just just say millions but yes oh dude you you, you know i've got a euphemism for millions. Yes, I, yes, yes, yes. I call them sticks i can call them stacks but it's, it's 85 bucks so they did 85 bucks in in cash which is hilarious right because remember the adages of the old weed stores not being able to use any bank accounts because of yeah federal, federal money yeah. so so every, FDIC, every weed yeah. store every weed store has a you know 1930s heist movie safe full of cash I love the idea of that moving down the street to Newark um, to take over these brands. But but if it's 85 bucks, 80 of that has to be worth something, right? Because Shock Top isn't a $5 million brand. So I, I don't, 80 I of don't... that has to be 10 barrel and things of value, right? Like you have to give some value. Half of what you just listed, I'd never heard of. Sure. And I think that all of them have their own strengths, right? Like 10 barrel does a lot of really good kettle sours and some IPAs. I mean, the cider and the the seltzer and everything. Um, I don't know what Red Hook brings to the table, but, you know, Widmer uh, can do Hefeweizen. Uh, Breckenridge has been really good at some stouts and certainly some IPAs. And I think in Colorado, uh, they are 
one of those ubiquitous tap handles uh, that that's shown up. Um, no, but shock tap though, like I, I think it's well known, but mostly as a punchline. I don't know what their numbers yeah, are. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Um, like, and so yeah, I think ten barrel, but Blue Point like, also has their logger game, and they have, but, I think, but, on the island still. A, a decent a decent following and they have yankee stadium contracts and all yeah, they, kinds they of have other, a like, yankee yeah. beer somehow they got licensing for a yankee beer of somehow um, yeah. yeah i think so that that that's a heartbreaker for me because you know when i tell the story of needing to develop boat because the local bartenders were giving me 90 and nugget and flower power one of those beers was rastafari by blue point so oh, it's, it's one of that. those it's fun. One of those formative beers for me. And what's funny is Long Island never took that buyout as an issue. Most of my beer friends from Long Island, I'm in one of those beer groups, um, the League of Extraordinary Beer Palettes on Facebook, which is basically a Long Island locals craft group. Um, they were never bothered by that buyout like I was, and they forgave it immediately because they were their local spot. But I used to do a bike ride from Manhattan to Montauk, sponsored by them, where you'd stop at their brewery. And I remember distinctly the AB buyout and how that got so much less personal and so much less exciting. And they just let me down kind of in every way, year by year from the takeover. But I do know people stand by that. I um, guess so. stand by them. So maybe that benefits. I was always but one I'm... of those blue point drinkers. Uh, let me rephrase. I was never a big blue point drinker, mostly because I never really cared for their beers. Uh, even well, I like imagine, you know, what's funny, John is like, you know, toasted always... lager was always like, eh. but, but what I love about it is they were the first brand I knew to go all in on mosaic and knowing your mosaic predilection. I'm assuming when they're, I, I had no idea about that, but that's uh, but they, they that did makes a sense. Mosaic optical illusion thing early in the mosaic run, and they really <laughs> committed to the brand. And what I'm saying is, if, in my imagination, at some point in Blue Point, there was an Augie carton of Blue Point, and if his palette ran towards loving mosaic, where mine well runs towards yeah. or whatever, he's going to rub you the wrong way every time, right? 100%. If he's looking at the if he's looking at the 2013 hop crop and he's like, I'm going mosaic, John Hall is not his guy. <laughs> um, all right. So next question, you pointed out an important thing. What we know of at least Widmere um, is they, they were actually making Kona on the mainland. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Do we know if these guys picked up just the brands or the facilities as well? Like, are they just buying Widmere or does Kona, does Kona have to find a new place to make Kona? Um, that I don't know the answer to, to be honest with you. Um, I, I, I think that the, the, the biggest fly in the ointment would be that location in Portland, Oregon, um, because that's where a lot of the Kona was coming out of, but I mean, AB has all of those other facilities. So if they are going to get, you know, those brands um, that or, or those locations, it's pretty easy to switch Kona to Newark or Fairfield or anything else. All of the others um, relatively small and in their own particular places. Okay. Um, next question, as far as we know, is do, do you know the term cross-faded? Uh, 
in what so context? It's, it's it's being pretty well there on both weed and booze at the same time. And as weed becomes more accepted, acceptable and universal, most people above 30 tend to pick one or the other per evening. Okay. Um, I'm wondering, do we think this is an IP purchase and they're just looking for extendable known brands, which is where maybe shock top pre-rolls work? Or do we think they're trying to do an energy weed drink, an IPA weed drink, a toasted lager weed drink, a half a weed drink? Like, do we know what their intention for these brands are? Are they going to try to make alcohol plus weed drinks? I think they'd they'd like to. I mean, right now, they're prevented from that. But I, I... In the past, there have been brewers that have dabbled in that. They've done some stuff up in Canada uh, where it's a little bit more liberal uh, for such things. Um, I mean, certainly, you know, we've seen the rise of THC drinks um, in in the last couple of years that don't have alcohol in them, but are but are just you know dosed with tinctures. Um, yep. So yeah, I think that having some of these facilities. Um, that are strategically placed in more liberal places like New York where it's legal now or Colorado or Oregon. Um, yeah, it, that's a good point. It this starts to make sense for. That's a good point. These are the most progressive states, right? Largely. Yes. That's interesting. That, that I hadn't connected. Good call. Yeah. John. So, you know, but like where Shock Top comes in, like it's like it's funny you know, though. You know, you know that yeah. part of Long Island is essentially a red state, even though it sure, even though it says it's in New York. Um, um but you know, it's I, I also wonder if like that was just sort of like the sweetener or hey, you're interested in these brands, sort of take us with you, right? It's my understanding that when um fireman capital which was the, uh, the the real company behind Canarchy, which owned the uh, highlight. Uh, why am I blanking on Cigar City? Cigar City uh, and also owned Dale's Pale Ale. And, Don't they um, still own all that? I thought Canarchy was still a thing. We talked about it on the last Can- episode. Can- Canarchy is still a thing, but uh, the parent company of Canarchy that very few people talked about was Fireman Capital, which is, you know, a. a, a Do you mean VC the. Group. the- that's what I'm saying. Do you mean a yes. VC group or do you mean yes. a parent company? It was a VC group that owned okay. Canarchy uh, with all of these brands in it. And when they bought Cigar City and Oscar Blues and they had Perrin and they had some breweries in Utah and, and one or two others, um, all of them were always for sale. Um, anybody who wanted to come and put in an offer, like it was like, yes. But apparently what I, what I, understood from from conversations was um if somebody wanted to go and buy cigar city which was the most valuable out of all of those uh you had to take the rest of them with you <laughs> so yeah so they bought 10 barrel right and, <laughs> so and like, got shock top right ex- exactly yeah <laughs> it's uh yeah it's like it's adding like the hot carnuba wax package to your right, right, your right. car wash so what, yeah what exactly it's, is the difference between platinum and diamond more well you get shocked up yeah more undercarriage oh 
Jesus Christ. All right. You know, I mean, it's easy, it's easy to bug, what, it's but, easy to hit on Shock Top, but, but I, 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 I got to imagine that there are dudes that exist in this world that have Shock Top tattoos. No. I got to imagine that there is. They don't oh, listen dude. to this show, oh, but I imagine, imagine that they, they exist. I just lost them forever. So here's my problem. I would, in you know me and my kind of simple outlook on anything I consider bullshit. To me, there's no difference between Line and Kugel's Shock Top and Blue Moon, except that Shock Top is just stupid. So I, I've always seen that as the parent company, right? Because those are the three big ones, right? That's Bud Miller and Coors's crafty brands. I've always just seen it as Bud really only cared about Bud. So they never really tried to figure it out. Whereas Miller and Coors with their two respectively, you know, were trying to make another brand, right? Not just keep yeah. a finger in a pot. Um, but yeah, Shock Top was just preposterous. And do you remember like there was a point where that fucking slice of cantaloupe was talking? And I do remember that. I think it like, was Seth Rogen's voice, wasn't it? Is that right? Oh, poor Seth Rogen. That guy likes weed way too. So he may come back. Maybe that's what they were buying. Maybe the way for this weed company to get the weed comedian to weed it no, up. No, I'm for sorry. Them was it, to was, buy Shock Top. it was TJ Miller. Oh, that guy got canceled. Was he the that's guy in tough. the Deadpool movies? Yup. He's also the voice of uh, Fred Flintstone in the animated Flintstone movies. And he's the voice of one of the twins in How to Train Your Dragon. And he shows up a lot. There's he's an a, animated a, Flintstones movie? Yeah. And he's he's Fred. Okay. Um, <laughs> he's yeah, also, dabba, yikes. Yeah, dabba, but he's also, I think his greatest role is he's Ehrlich on uh, uh, Silicon Valley. And I okay. just, I just thought he was so absurd. Like, apparently he wasn't doing much acting, but he, it's a hell of a character. Um, um you know, it was a great right, so, movie was the Jetsons meet the Flintstones back in like 89. I remember that as an episode. That was a movie. It was a whole movie. Huh. I was probably watching. There's also a Jetsons like animated movie at the time, but the Jetsons meet the Flintstones. It was probably like a direct to VHS kind of thing, but yeah. Hmm. Anyway. I, I, I was never direct to VHS guy Did Columbia. Did Columbia house sell it for a penny. <laughs> um, Jetsons meet the Flintstones, 1987. I will look it up. It's an animated I, crossover made for television film. Yeah. I, I told you, I remembered it as an episode. It was All on right. TV. Right. Um, <laughs> All right, so what was the oh so what what do we know about Tilray? Are they just so good at weed they're trying to become Nabisco RJ Reynolds, or is this a syntax, you know, I market I mean, they're, play? They're a pretty large um they're pretty large international. But you know what company. I mean? Have they diversified yeah. into plastics and all that other shit? Or do they plastics. think their groove is syntax? Um, they call themselves like a pharmaceutical company. I remember that was like their well, first. Yeah, I, I know. I know. Um, uh, oh, and I, I'm looking it up. They're, they're traded on the NASDAQ. Yeah. 289 a share right now. 
289 or two nope. spot eight two dollars and 89 cents yeah not but that two, doesn't not, mean not they're your good dollars, or yeah. bad don't be fooled that's that's uh that's no, not good or bad they're down there can be 700 right million shares or yeah. there could be 100 shares all right you got another um, market cap so it's uh their revenue in 2022 was apparently uh 628 bucks billion as you would say no million uh, that's all right that's so, that, so they're not so yeah so they're not like super yeah, yeah um not, they're not 85 million in cash yeah but you know it's interesting Rich. like so i've had some conversations uh just in the last 24 hours and not not many uh because i've been working on other stuff but um God damn it, John. You knew we were going to do an episode the minute. Yeah, and broke. you know, I got deadlines for other places that pay me money. So you know what you um, should do for the thieves? You should read the should... text I wrote you suggesting we talk about this. I can't even make heads <laughs> or tails of that fucking text. But what's funny is you knew exactly what I wanted to do. The the email came I've through gotten, after that yeah. text. I, I was speak so thieves, I was voice to text in the car on the roll. And John said, should we just do one episode or two tomorrow? I said, we should talk about the weed company buying um, Budweiser or whatever. But none of those words went through. And somehow in the email, Justin's email says, and second show, Tilray buys AB brands. And I was like, all right, so it worked. <laughs> this is what this is actually what your text said. So uh, Justin Kennedy said, tomorrow at 2 p.m. with Aaron Gore, we'll send a Zoom link in the morning. And I said, okay, just one show. And Augie Carton responds, we should probably do a mail after we can talk about this weed company buying out in their boat. You know, we need some episodes. <laughs> so we should probably do a mail. D-U-H-A-M-E-L. After we can talk about this weed company buying out in their boat, which I'm, I'm going to imagine is InBev. It's InBev. It's got to be InBev Bud. Right. But right? you know, so, we so need some episodes. My phone always hears boat. Uh -huh. So so what's it gonna do? It changed InBev Bud to InBev Boat. My favorite my favorite response though came from Brian Cast that just said this ain't a complete sentence, LOL. <laughs> Which worked on a couple of different levels, but yeah. <laughs> um no, but it, that's it, why so, that's why this show is so good. You knew what I meant. We're good communicators. What's interesting and though it, is that the weed industry, right? And 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 marijuana, like the last four years, three years, there's been a lot of uncertainty. There's been a lot of layoffs. There hasn't been uh the growth that a lot of people were expecting or that they certainly saw, you know, six, seven years ago when there was just billions of dollars being pumped in and people trying to figure it out. It, it, it's sort of cooled and we've seen layoffs and we've seen um, uh, scaling back. And even as it's become legal in certain states and there is much more of a uh, tolerance for the substance on, on, on various levels and you know through various demographics, um, th that industry I think grew really white hot um, very, very fast and has cooled off. And so some of the smarter companies from some of the conversations that I've had um, are just looking to diversify. They're they're yeah. they're looking for an eye for the future, but they're also looking for a way to prop up their core business um, through other means. And beer, again, because of the synergies, you know, sort of works that way. Um, to your point with the Widmer Brothers thing before of, you know, maybe this is a good thing and maybe it'll bring back some of its grandeur or we can actually get Hefeweizen again and not have to drink 
you know, a Hawaiian Bondale or something, yeah. you know, brewed on the mainlands kind of thing. Um, the two of the breweries that I talked to um, today are excited about what it means. Um, AB has been really tightening the purse strings um, in the last year or so. Uh, the depletions off of Bud Light have hurt the overall company. Um, the factors that, you know, the, the forces that they're getting from other parts of uh, the industry um, ha have really sort of put the screws to, again, this second, third tier level of quote unquote craft that they have, um, you know, while they're putting their focus on Goose Island and we're headed into Bourbon County Stout season or uh, Elysian in the way that it's sort of kicking ass with their Space Dust IPA and some of the other stuff. Some of the other places have felt slighted by the parent company um, or shorted by them in the last couple of years. So two of the breweries that I talked to today um, uh, were excited about what this could potentially mean. I and imagine that who maybe they are that there's off some... the record. I imagine who they are off the record. But I would, I would have said, I will who, ask is what, I would have said I know, who they what, were if I was going to. But yeah, type, but like, what part of the market are they? Right? Are they are they five thousand barrel a year breweries? Are they twenty five thousand barrel breweries? Are they five hundred thousand barrel a year breweries? You talk to everybody, right? I yeah. think people listening to the show assume when you're making a call, you're calling an Augie Carton type. But you, no, these, you can you can ring up New Belgium and be like, yes. what do you think of this? So yes. what I'm asking is what size market share market type player are we talking about being positive about Widmere? I I think that at this no the the breweries themselves are excited that we're part of this sale are excited. Okay. Oh, I got I'm sorry, I didn't recognize yeah. that. That okay, um, got you. Right. Well, but, yeah. So if you're those, because I really do see it as the 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 bastard children of the week. So we just did a whole episode with Aaron talking about Aaron distributors Gordon, yeah. and Aaron Gordon. I didn't want to get too deep down the distributor things, but what Bavana provides that's most interesting to me is a facil facilitator of, um, of distributor relationships. And from my perspective, which is even unique amongst craft my size, like you know me, I just, I don't, I see everything as hospitality, but I see the big problem with distributors, especially long existing distributors, the, that whole AB InBev big beer, it's not the quality of the beer, it's the quality of the marketing, we can sell anything, just give it to us, we'll stack it and your poster will get its sold approach to comprehension of beer. And that I think is the problem with that whole section of beer. And we can't dissociate ourselves from it. I think it holds yeah. us all back. But if, if they, you know, AB did all their dumb buying with that belief and did fuck up these brands, they're not going to protect them. They're not going to defend them and they're not going to do anything, but, but cut into them. So, any change has to be good. Even if they were sold to Miller Coors, I would see them as happier because AB InBev isn't a beer maker. They're a beverage provider, right? Like the, well, they, they make beverages, but yes. But you know what I mean? That's the Bud Light Lime is not beer. And they've been doing that for a decade, long before they bought a lot of this stuff, right? So, yeah. So, but, yeah. I'm just you, saying, like, that's got to hurt if you're if you believe because let's face it i'm you know me i always talk about it but if i right now if somebody was like dude we've got the money we know how to get these markets we know how to talk to distributors we're going to get all the shit you suck at done for you let's partner up i'd be like all right awesome let's try that but the the 
other edge of that sword is when they suck at it, it's your fault, not theirs. Yeah. And that has to be what these people were experiencing, right? Yes. Um, Yes. And you were asking before about Barrowage, though, which got me which got me thinking and um, uh, or who's excited about this. But this is sort of one of those game changers where Tilray now, um, because of owning Sweetwater, which was already a pretty big, significant brand, um, which I think they're already in the top 10 of like like quote-unquote craft beverages by size or craft beer by size um this puts them into the top five with these acquisitions so they're now up there with new belgium and sierra and boston beer oh i hope they start making a luden's cough drop ipa too um (laughs) uh yeah so you know who who knows maybe (laughs) What is it? Is it is it eight ball high ball? What's it? It's high high wires. I, it's I, whatever their seltzer brand is that they bought um, with the electrolytes. Um, I love everything you just said. I don't you know. literally it's... went you went you went cocaine. I did. I did. I did. <laughs> eight ball. I, did. High I immediately ball, yeah. softball. <laughs> yeah, I went from cocaine to cocktails to yeah, yeah, uh, recreational sports uh, all in one, <laughs> which is which is really describing hard seltzer in a nutshell. That's um, right. Nailed but it. Yeah, it's this interesting. It's the you know it's 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 growth. It's you know you can get market share if I mean look at what. They can model if they choose to what AB has done with some of their brands, right? So if they decide that 420 Pale Ale from Sweetwater is doing really well, and Canarchy did this too, right, is doing really well, and they are getting the infrastructure in Colorado or on Long Island or whatever, they can start making it there the way that Highlight was being made at other locations or, you know, mm-hmm. the way that Kona is being made uh, uh, at Widmere. Yeah, at Widmere. So there's, there's, opportunities then to reduce shipping costs and you know the freshness factor increases and so it's now that they are a brewery company of a proper size with proper barrelage and a bunch of brands they can you know diversify their locations and you know fuck around and and i also imagine that some of these things might just go away you know i mean red hook Again, and we brought this up on the show with um, uh, Brian Hunt a couple of weeks ago. Uh, you know, Red Hook ESB for me was the first beer that I had that sort of opened my eyes to beer flavor beyond Bud Miller Coors. Uh, and then I discovered hops and, and sort of went from there. But Red Hook ESB was always that important beer for me. And I loved going back to it for years, but it was never fully consistent. And they have tried in the last couple of years to reinvent themselves. Um, Every time maybe throws the money, uh, you know, they've put out new IPAs that just sort of taste again, like Mm -hmm. 1987 or, you know, that kind of thing. So I, I, I don't know how much of a, if it disappeared tomorrow, I don't know how much of the marketplace would actually miss it, but maybe it'll get fresh life. Maybe they can, you know, take the diacetyl out of the ESB and actually make it something that people want to drink. And five years from now, we're going to be living in an ESB renaissance. God willing, you know, it's, uh, yeah. I don't know. I love it. That's very positive. Um, I guess my last question, cause we're running over on time. Yeah, we're uh, Before over. I ask my last question, do we have a letter? I don't know. Justin's on mute. Right. He's, 
in a meeting. All I right, don't so, have a letter. So I'll ask my last question, which, which thank you. You've answered all my questions pretty well. And I hope, I hope the thieves enjoyed this most and of provided the answers, them but, yeah. some color, but, but th this is what we do, right? This That's is the conversation do. and why we do it. And this is, a, I don't know, but John will explain it to me enough that I can start forming some opinions. But do we, do we know anything about this company and how well they're managed? Right? Like I'm, I'm going to be mean here and I'm not trying to stir a political yeah. pot, but but are they Elon Musk being born into Emerald Mine money and claiming he's a business genius? Or were they just selling weed at a time when being first in weed sales was going to make you rich enough to make dumb choices? Or do we think these guys are good enough at business that this is a, a hopeful acquisition? You know I, I mean? don't are know are enough just, about the nuts and bolts of the company. Because if they only I... did 700 bucks last year and they just spent <laughs> 80 of that, uh-huh to 85, acquire yeah. 85 of that to acquire a bunch of stuff like that, that i mean that's not all yeah, your they're, money they're eating ramen for a little a bit that's a lot yeah. of your money yeah they're just eating ramen like, for the next couple of months that's it? fine yeah um what i can say is i don't I know mean, they're, too they're much about this particular company star, right the folks that i know at sweetwater um have seemed mostly happy for the last yeah. couple of years that's what i want to hear that's and good the two brewers that I talked to feel mostly optimistic about what the future is. And sometimes, you know, it's, you'd hear in the past, you know, of like, oh, we just got bought out by XYZ, you know, or, and there's always this sort of resignation that exists of like, oh shit, we're going to have, you know, layoffs or redundancies or things like that. And maybe that'll happen. But right now there seems to be enough optimism that, yeah. Yeah, the, the the they're not they're not coming in as a yeah a VC. We're gonna trim the fat. Yeah, it's not Vader the, walking the through the fog. Yeah. yeah, got it. All right, that that makes me happy. So that's all hopeful. And yeah, yeah, you know me. I'm not I'm not super judgy of weed, good or bad. So to me, they might as well be you know Exxon Mobil. But I'm just interested in why and what we see happening, and why anybody would give even a dollar for the Shock Top brand. But um. But if they threw it in as a sweetener, which makes the most sense to me, I wouldn't say no. Beer is it. mostly sweetener. So yeah. Free option is free option. Um, and uh, who, doesn't, who doesn't I, want to punk? I really don't know the mechanics of it, but it is so easy to beat up on Shock Top. It's just. Who doesn't want a punk rock cantaloupe repping your brand, especially if it's voiced by Rough Nut from. <laughs> How pretty to sure that's dragon. an orange slice, but I like your cantaloupe known. I think that's pretty good. I'm pretty sure it's a cantaloupe, John. Did you, is it, if it's, if it's an orange slice, it's a no pulp orange slice and there's no such thing. Um, uh, anyway, all right. Dude, thanks, for jump, yeah. thanks for jumping on with me. Thanks for playing. Yeah. It's definitely seedless. Um, <laughs> all right. Anyway, I appreciate you being here. If you're listening to this, you owe thanks to the Patreons. And if you're a Patreon, we owe thanks to you. Um, they are how we afford this. They are how we send beers around. They are how we travel to upstate New York, which John keeps telling me we're going to do. We're, we're going to do it. You want to talk about this really, really fast? I have, I have, do you have a weekend no, picked yet? No more. Are you going to tell me when I've I'm got doing no this? more than four, four inquiries about us coming up to Rochester, uh, and Buffalo and doing a couple of shows, having some garbage plates, and maybe, maybe we could even do a live audience recording of steal the spear. <gasps> I love live audience recordings of steal the spear while mostly, we drink mostly, Genesee mostly, cream ale. Gen C mostly, mostly because I grew up on feedback. 
Um, but uh, so my my whole thing, right? Given our listenership, if four people have reached out to me, that's basically the equivalent. Two of people will 300, show up. Three hundred three hundred and ten thousand <laughs> people are excited about us going to Rochester. I'm, I'm, um, you, for an you overnight, have, I'm going to send you, you dates. Have a- bright future in stock evaluation my friend um <laughs> this is you, how should I get definitely, you should definitely go to stanley and run all the ipos for all the tech firms um well if you extrapolate out the number um so well, i mean clearly everybody who presses this button obviously everybody wants a garbage plate so I'm yeah i had to see a garbage plate all right so um, figure it the fuck out man so i've actually booked myself up i'm doing a couple of collaborations and i'm doing a couple i'm out in colorado riding my bike right, and i know September. that around gabf yeah uh, gabf while while gabf is gabfing i'll be climbing mount evans okay. uh, mostly because you're not going to gabf and there's no i'm only going for go a day it. i'm only going for right a day. so i'm going to be riding my bike up mount evans um but but yeah, man, make it just pick a weekend in October, lock that shit up, and let's let's get up there. Let's start doing this, man. We keep telling people we're gonna. I know. I mean, to be fair, Patreons. This all started with saying thank you to the Patreons. You guys should give us more money if you really want us to do this stuff. <laughs> because the amount it. of money you're actually giving us basically just covers fancy Tim foil and mailing. If uh, so, yeah. so more yeah. money. <laughs> no, and we're out of money forget. for for going to Rochester. We're or out of our own pocket to go to Rochester. Let's not, but, yeah. forget, let's not forget the the five star reviews on Apple and Spotify and all that shit because that's how more people find out about us. And I don't know if it was this episode or the last episode I mentioned, but you are listening to the number two food podcast in Iceland. So be proud of that. I think our whatever our next anniversary shirt has to say the number two food podcast. I, in I think for our next anniversary show we get chief and we go to iceland to iceland and we do our show in Reykjavik. yeah i can't i also love that we're the number two food podcast uh, the number two podcast in iceland four people listen to us there yeah but there's five people in iceland right so number two podcast (laughs) nailed it all right y'all get at us